following message is the word of God from Abiyokuta Believers Meeting. Be blessed. We are so privileged to have the senior pastor of the Elevation Church. Someone who has been a blessing to the body of Christ across the globe. Let's together tonight in ABM 2021. The first speaker, let's welcome Pastor Godman Akilabi. Can you do better than that? Jesus, come on, come on, all over this place. Let the Lord know that you are present in the congregation of his people. Come on, do it some more tonight. Celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. What a joy, what a privilege to bring the first word at this conference. I count it a great privilege to be here. Before you take your seat, can you lift your two hands to the maker of the hands of the earth? God of all flesh, Father of all spirit, the one to whom we have gathered, will you lift your voice tonight us and say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Just bless him in your own words tonight. Bless him in your own words tonight. Bless him in your own words tonight. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We honor your presence, our Father. We honor your presence, our Father. And we just thank you. We just thank you and we bless your holy name. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for honoring us with your presence. We bless you, our Father. And so, Lord, we declare this time. We yield this time to you. We give you permission to move in the midst of your people. We give you total permission to transform lives tonight. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to invade this place, to invade every life, to heal, to set free, and to deliver. To deliver new vision and new dreams into the heart of your people. To charge your word with power and let it minister grace to every hearer. Let it be that no one will be the same again. We thank you for these three days of meetings. Thank you because this city will not be the same again. Thank you because this state will not be the same again. Thank you because somebody will hear a sound from heaven. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One more time, can you put your hands together and celebrate Jesus tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. Please, you may have your seat. Have your seat. I want to specially appreciate Pastor Shola and uh, his wife and the entire team of ABM for this auspicious gathering. That's the way I love to call it. This great gathering. You know, the Bible says the Lord gave the world, but great is the multitude of them that publish it. Uh, you don't have an idea what is going on here this week. By the time these meetings are over, then somebody will be getting an idea of what is really going on. Because I believe that there's a shift in the heavenlies. I, I believe that something is shifting in somebody's life this week in the precious name of Jesus. I just want to appreciate the bishop. Bishop, thank you very, very much for the opportunity uh, to hold this meeting in this place. We honor you. We appreciate you. Can you please help me put your hands together one more time for the bishop. It's such a real privilege also to have him be with us tonight. Praise God. And to all the men of God in the house, I honor you. I celebrate you. Thank you for the great work that you're doing uh, for the kingdom of God. Praise God. I said, praise God. Are you ready for God's word tonight? I said, are you ready for God's word tonight? Obviously, like you know, this is this appetizer. <laughs> when, uh, like David wrote in Psalm 23, when you, uh, you know, verse 5 says, uh, uh, he said, you, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Today, it's not in the presence of your enemy, it's a, in the presence of your friends. God is preparing a table before you this week. 
and many things are on this table. And this is the first course that you are getting today. And I believe that this will open up your appetite to step into the fullness of God's will for your life in the precious name of Jesus. I've titled the word I'm sharing with you tonight, Destiny Signals. Destiny Signals. The theme of this meeting is a sound from heaven. And I love how the bishop started us out just discussing the implications of sounds. While I was meditating and thinking, Lord, what will you have me share here tonight? Especially when I understood that I'll be taking the opening night. What will you have me share tonight? I believe God put a word in my heart for somebody here. This word for you is absolutely prophetic. I'm not here to preach a powerful sermon. I'm here to steer your heart to prepare for what God has put ahead of you. I'm a testimony of God's faithfulness and how God reveals his will in our lives from season to season. I've been saved now over 30 years. This month made it 30 years that I moved to Lagos. I wasn't born in Lagos. Maybe like Pastor Nat, no. <laughs> I wasn't born in Lagos. I moved to Lagos in 1991. And you know, when I was coming, I just had a feeling that I'm going to have a lot of people here who perhaps uh, are certain stages of life that I've passed through. And God wants me to speak into the stage and the season where you are right now. Because I sense in my spirit there are people here who are not hearing the right kind of sound that you should be hearing for the season that you are in. When you don't hear the right kind of sound for the season that you are in, you can get locked up in the season. It takes the help of the Holy Spirit to navigate times and seasons. And that's what uh, I want to, you know, just prod you, prep you up, and uh, give you a nudge into what is ahead of you. Glory be to Jesus. I said, I'm speaking to the subject of destiny signals. Sounds are signals. Permit me to say one or two things before I get into the word. Sounds are signals. When we're coming on the road today, driving through the express, we had to use the horn from time to time. When you hear the horn, it may be give way. It may be a car is behind you. It may be slowed down. Sounds are signals. On the day of Pentecost, they heard the sound like a mighty rushing wind. Joel chapter 2, when you read verse 1, it says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm on my holy mountains. It simply means that God was sending signals to the earth. God was sending signals. And from time to time, God wants to send signals. We call it a revival. Yeah, that's what we call it. A revival. A revival, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's a season where God is, is sending sounds from heaven and sending destiny signals on, in your way and my way. And you know, it's possible for one to be so buried into something that you will not hear the signal. You will not hear the sound. You will not hear the alarm. It's also possible for you to just hear the signal just like anybody else. You know, that, that is... Uh, some people are here tonight and you'll be here for the rest of the week, but you are in a company of people. Our fellowship, we came together. Our campus, we came together. You know, some people just get mixed up in the midst of that camaraderie and togetherness that you, you, you miss your own sound. I've come to challenge somebody here. This is a time that you must not miss your own sound. This is destiny signal that will be ringing out of this venue the next three days. I'm going to tell you a few stories about personal destiny signals. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you also from the scriptures 
how God prompts the heart of people with destiny signals. Are you still here? The sound from heaven is for the shaping of destinies. It's a wake-up call for a new season, another agenda, a change in prophetic calendar. That's what the sound is meant for. God had something that he wants to do, and when he blows the trumpet, when he sends the, uh, uh, sends the alarm on his holy mountain, it's a signal that something is about to change. I want you to follow me very carefully tonight. All through the scriptures, you see people that God showed something or told something. The father of faith, Abraham, in Genesis 12, his word was depart. In Genesis 26, Isaac's own word was stay in Gera. Stay. <laughs> Are you still with me tonight? Jacob didn't have a personal word until he had a shaping event. I will explain. It, he was riding on what God told the parents. Rebecca knew that his destiny was stronger than the destiny of Esau. He had no idea. You know, there are people that God wants to put you, plant you beside, who, who will hear a sound on your behalf, even when it looks like you are not hearing. That's why you must not joke with mentors and teachers. Are you still with me tonight? You know what Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 20 says? He said, though I, I, I give you the water of affliction, you know, and, and the bread of adversity, he said, your teachers shall no longer be hidden in the corner any longer. That is for people who are struggling with destiny signals. And I sense in my spirit there are a few people like that here tonight. Struggling with destiny signals. Not hearing what God was saying. Pastor Lai was talking about his SS2 days and, you know, uh, while he was a teenager. I remember as I was driving here today, on my 18th birthday, there was a destiny signal. I woke up in the morning just praying in the Holy Ghost. I was living with my brother. It's a one-room apartment at Abule Jesha in Akoka, in Lagos, close to the University of Lagos. Early in the morning, I woke up just praying in the Holy Ghost. My brother had left for a walk. We were the only two living in that one bedroom. After praying the Holy Ghost for a while, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, go and open Isaiah 45. I opened Isaiah 45. I was reading about Cyrus. Don't forget, I wasn't born a Christian. I came from a Muslim family. So when I started reading about Cyrus, and God said he was going to use him, said with this, he will lose, you know, he, he, he described it. I read it, Pastor Nat, and I was so fixated. It was my 18th birthday. I, I was weeping. I was crying. I just knew God was going to use me. That was my first unmistakable destiny signal. I just knew that God was going to use me. And God was saying, like I described Cyrus here, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. My only response was, was to just cry and to just sob in his presence. I had no idea how this was going to turn out. At this point, I was telling you, my dad told me to sort myself out. <laughs> I, I, I was, and <laughs> let me describe what happened. Uh, you know, I grew up, you know, you said I grew up in Ibado. My hometown is actually not far from here. It's Igora. How many of you know Igora around here? Just down the road there. Like 30 minutes drive, yeah. That's where I came from, yeah. But at, that, at the time, I had finished high school, government college Ibadan, and I moved to Lagos. <laughs> you know, I told you I moved to Lagos in 91, yeah. I moved to Lagos. And then my dad was visiting Lagos, and I went to see him where he was. My dad was a politician, you know, and all that. He was a man of means. And then... I was in his car. We got to the front of Yaba Presbyterian Church at Yaba Bostop. You know that church? I can never forget. He stopped his car and he told me, um, you know, we've been having a conversation for a while. He said, you are going to church. You are doing this and that. You know, that cannot work with me. Yeah. This family were Muslims. 
That was the day I went to show him my admission letter to study mining engineering in Federal University of Technology, Akure. He looked at the admission letter and read it back to me and said, you know, I, I don't have anything to do with this, right? You know, I won't be able to support you, you know, and all that. My brother that I was living with also got saved. So he said, since both of you have started going to church, go and meet him. If he can help you, help you. if he can help you. I left his car crying, holding my admission letter and going back to my brother's house. Somebody listen to me tonight. It's because of you that I'm here. Somebody's listening to me tonight. You don't look like it, but God has a plan for your life. Yeah, God has a plan for your life. I went back to my brother's house. He just got a job in a bank as at the time. I think they were paying him maybe, I can't even remember, maybe something like, uh, uh, maybe 7,000 naira or something like that as a, you know, as a fresh graduate. This was a long time ago. And he looked at me and said, you are born again. I said, yes. He said, can you trust God? I said, yes. He said, if you go back home, you know they will pay all your bills, you'll be okay. My, my older sister was in the university at that time. Do you see how she's living? He said, if you stay with me, I will give you whatever we can afford. We will trust God together and you will be okay. <laughs> and that was the, my own journey, how my journey of trusting God and living by sounds started. Because when you find yourself in a situation like that, and all you can sense in your spirit is that God wants to use you, you have to depend on sounds from heaven, destiny signals. And from that point on, I can chronicle to you, just like we saw in the scriptures, God using destiny signals. Uh, Joseph was 17 when he saw his own signal. A signal in a dream. Somebody tonight, maybe you are not good with, with sound. God will show you pictures. Because the coming of the Holy Ghost is actually to deliver sounds and pictures. Yeah. Joel chapter 2, Acts of the Apostles, you know, chapter 2, is about sounds and pictures. The young men shall see visions. It's about sounds and pictures. So tonight, I've come to declare over this place. The next three days, sounds and pictures. Can I hear you better? Amen. Amen. I said the next three days, there shall be sounds and pictures. Amen. Somebody, you are catching something from this place. Amen. I cannot hear your amen. amen. I said somebody here, you are catching something from this place. Amen. Now, let me just go just a little more and I'll get back into the world. <laughs> My brother said all that, and while I was waiting to go and resume school, all I could do was just be praying and be going to church. But you know, God is, is powerful. At the end of that year, 1991, I walked into Rema Chapel, Yaba, where I met my pastor, Pastor Sam Adeyemi, for the first time, and he has been my pastor from that day till today for the last 30 years. Yeah. From that point, and I'm saying this to somebody here tonight, Isaiah 30 and verse 20, it says your teachers will no longer be eating, your instructors. The people will be amplifying the sounds and the pictures. They will no longer be hidden from you any longer. They will always be by your side. If you are looking for a pattern of how God works with his people, that's what I'm giving to you tonight. This is a pattern. It will come in your life in certain ways. But there's always a pattern. And when we talk about a sound from heaven or revival, what the Holy Spirit put in my heart to share with you tonight is about how you personalize a revival. There's a sound from heaven. But Father, where's my sound? And where's my own picture? You know God can be moving and one person can be irrelevant in the move of God. May you not be irrelevant in the move of God. I said, may you not be irrelevant in the move of God. 
it's possible for God to be moving and somebody is not able to find your own setting in the midst of that. As a young person, I found my setting. I found my setting. One of the things that God wants to do with you, I need you to listen to me tonight, is to help you discover the what, the where, and the who. Can I say that one more time? I said God wants to help you with sounds and pictures to discover the what, the where, and the who. There are many more things to discover, discover but those three things are very, very critical. Very, very critical. Everyone that God calls in the scriptures, it's always about the what, the where. Is it that he's saying, go to this place or don't go to that place? Is it, uh, and for Noah, is to prepare an ark for something that will happen later. For, 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 for Moses, it is in Exodus chapter 3, I'm taking you to the place where you ran away from. But when you get there right now, you are going there with a different status. Is somebody still with me tonight? I said, are you still here? Now, I want us to read together 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'll read from verse 6 down to 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 6 down to 12. It says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, somebody say as it is written. Say it again, say as it is written. Say, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor hear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. For God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Through who? Oh, somebody say it again. Said He has revealed it to us through His Spirit. Say, for the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things. The deep things of God. Say, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now. says now. Now. So, say this after me. Say now. I have received. Say it again. Say now. I have received. Not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God. That I may know. Say it again. That I may know the things that have been freely given to me by God. There are certain things that have been freely given to you by God. And it will take hearing your own sound and seeing your own pictures to be able to walk in the fullness of them. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. That same year that I spoke about, as a young person, as a teenager, I prayed through on which university to go. And I'm saying this because I believe God sent me some young people here. I had about three admissions. Admission to the University of Lagos. I was awaiting admission to Obafemi University, already promised. And then I had admission to Federal University of Technology at Korea. And I told myself, I'm not going to make this decision based on anything else but a sound from heaven. I just want to hear from God. 
So I took time to pray. As I was praying, I felt in my heart, the Holy Spirit said, go and check your notepads. Go and check your journals. Apparently, there were some mornings that I finished praying and I wrote down impressions from my spirit, but I left them. So I went and brought out my journal and I was reading through it and I saw one page where I wrote the type of university I believe I should go. <laughs> and that was maybe a year before. And I wrote there, I believe God will want me to go to a university that is far, a bit far from Lagos and Ibadan, where my family members are, because he wants to use me, and they would disturb me. <laughs> so with that, Lagos cancelled. <laughs> I wrote there, I said, I believe I should read a professional course. A course that I can practice after school. So if it's not a professional course, Futa offered me mining engineering. Unilag offered me physics electronics. I don't know what I was going to practice with it. <laughs> I, I canceled Unilag again. <laughs> you know, by the time I finished the experiment, based on what I had written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I knew where I was supposed to go. Little wonder, I got into that school. By the time I was finishing my first semester as a year one student, I heard God, that God wanted me to plant a fellowship. My first pioneering experience, uh, because of some breaks and all that, the school started, I think, 92. By the way, I'm back there next week. It was a, it's the fourth 40th anniversary of Futa, and the vice chancellor is inviting me to come and deliver a lecture next week. I'm there Wednesday and Thursday next week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a real privilege, but I heard God about going there. Yeah. And I have a feeling in my heart if I'd gone to Unilag, maybe you wouldn't know me today. <laughs> yeah. The fellowship that God used me to plant there. It's still existing today. Yeah. That celebrated, I think, 20, 27th or 28th year anniversary. But pastors, the current pastors were still in my office like two weeks ago because they just took over and they came for prayer. <laughs> Can you help me look at your neighbor and say, God wants to use you? Say, position to hear him. Position to see him. Position to see his hand. Position to hear a sound from heaven. So I'm saying that God wants to show you the what. By the time I was in my second year of university, Pastor Nath, there was nothing anybody could do to convince me I was not supposed to pastor. <laughs> in fact, by the time I was in my 400 level, I remember coming back from my IT industrial training as an engineering student. At my training in Port Harcourt with Shell, I came back, you know, I started my engineering. I came back, I defended my project and scored five points, the highest. And everybody in class were clapping for me. And I said, oh, don't clap. I won't need it. <laughs> in fact, some guy came to meet me and said, what's your problem now? Why will you be scoring five points in the project defense when those of us that need it, we know you don't need it. You are still making the lecturers abuse us. You don't need this thing. Those of us that need it, <laughs> you should have allowed us or you should have given me that thing to present so that I score it and I'll get a good job. Nobody could convince me that I wasn't supposed to pastor. Can I say something to you tonight? There's a destiny signal that is coming your way that will make you know that God is sending me into politics. I believe that 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the people who rule this state, they are here tonight. Can I hear a better amen, somebody? Yeah. I have a witness in my spirit. Perhaps there's a governor of Ogun State that's sitting here tonight. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. There are people sitting here tonight that will represent this state at the Senate in Abuja. So there are senators sitting here tonight. Yeah. 
Somebody, when you capture a signal from heaven, you will know beyond any reasonable and unreasonable doubt that there's grace upon your life to build a business from scratch and make it an international conglomerate. There are people here tonight hearing me that there's a sound from, you, you know, <laughs> you, do you know part of the reason why Joseph, ah, a dream can do something to you. A sound can do something to you. Do you know that Joseph, out of all the patriarchs, he was the only one who married only one wife. Yeah, only one wife. Somebody's listening to me tonight, I believe that the hold of the spirit of lust is broken over your life. As a young person here struggling with pornography, struggling with all kinds of things, you are, the reason why God brought you here is because he wants to break the hold of all those things so that you can start to see and hear clearly. Something happened to Joseph, sir, to the point that, you know some people will say, I'm feeling tempted. Joseph, <laughs> you know how I, how I love to explain this to young people. It is the kindergarten of temptation when you are the one running after a woman because you are tempted, you want to sleep with a woman. That's the kindergarten of temptation. You know the PhD of temptation. When a beautiful woman comes after you and you can say no, <laughs> that's PhD. But do you know what, can, what, what qualifies people for, for that? A picture that God has showed you. That when you look at that picture and you look at the temptation, you say, no, I'm going for this one. This one is better. This one is better. You say, this one is better. This one is better. This one is better. When you have heard from God, do you know what the disciples said when they threatened them? They said, we cannot but speak the things John was writing. He said, the things that we have seen, that our hands have handled of the word of life. He said, this is what we are presenting to you. Do you know what it means for somebody to decide to be a martyr? We live in the days of Boko Haram. A Berkuta Christian, Lagos Christian. If Boko Haram come now, we will bathe, we will run. But there are people in northern Nigeria who have seen, who have heard, like Stephen, the martyr, who are putting down their neck. If you want to cut it, cut it. We will not renounce our faith. It's based on what you have heard. It's based on what you have seen. It's based on what you have handled. You cannot experience that level of Christianity except you are catching destiny signals. Yeah. Except you are catching destiny signals. I tell you the truth, I lie not. I fly a lot. There's a point you get to in your work with God. The last flight that I was on that was turbulent, as we're entering, the Holy Spirit told me it will be turbulent. When the turbulence started, I started smiling. The person up beside me was wondering what was going on. Because we were holding things like that. Eh. You know the way it's, eh. And so people are sweating. And I was smiling. Because the Holy Spirit told me it will be turbulent and you will land safely. <laughs> it was something that happened to the Apostle Paul on the voyage to Rome. He told them, don't kill yourself not eating. Go and eat. I heard a sound from heaven. <laughs> and he said, this voyage will be turbulent, but no life will be lost. There will be loss of materials, but no life will be lost. That is the effect of hearing a sound from heaven. The Bible says in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 there, it said we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit that is from God, that we may know the things that have been freely given unto us by God. Your future is not being packaged. It was, it's already packaged. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 3 to 5, he said, before I knew you, before I formed you, I knew you. My future was packaged before my package. So I am packaged for the future that has been packaged. 
That's why if you are here now and you are not too tall like me and you wish you can be taller. And if you are a man, you know you cannot do high heel. Women have a privilege. They can have high heel. You understand? If a woman feels that she's not tall enough, she can have high heel. And then, but for a man, if you wear high heel, they will carry you to psychiatric hospital. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But this is what I'm saying. God said to Jeremiah, and he's saying it to all of us, before I formed you, I knew you. So, I formed you based on my knowing of you. The way God packaged me is to suit what he has called me to do. Are you still with me tonight? I said, are you still with me tonight? So, what I'm saying is that when the scripture says that we may know the things that have been freely given unto us by God, that includes my future. If I will count the necessary signal, if I will walk with God, God has prepared me for what is ahead of me. He has packaged me for what is ahead of me. All I need is to keep hearing and seeing. Hearing and seeing. Tonight I pray for somebody that you have seen highs and hearing hears. I said you have seen highs and hearing hears. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you think about it, one day I sat under the administration of Dr. David Oedeko <laughs> and he looked at us. I mean, a small minister's, uh, uh, you know, just sharing with ministers. He said, If I did not hear God to come to Lagos, arise, go to Lagos and raise me a people. He said, If I did not hear God to come to Lagos, he said, you will not be around me today. Yeah. He said, because the work in Kaduna will probably be going down because I will be in disobedience. There's, some, there's somebody listening to me here today. I just need you to understand that where you are may not be your final location. The what? The where. As you sit under different men of God here, one of the things that you should have at the back of your mind. Let's welcome Pastor Yemi. Yeah. One of the things, welcome Pastor Yemi. One of the things that you should have at the back of your mind is, Lord, make my way clear to me by the expressions of your spirit. Yeah. There's a place that God has prepared you for. That if you don't step into the place, you may not experience the fullness of His call upon your life. Is somebody say with me tonight? Yeah. There's a what, there's a where, and there's the who. And if you are here tonight and you are not married, your who, the most important who, is the who that will follow you to the altar. Can I tell you the truth? If you need a sound from heaven for anything, you need a sound from heaven for that one. If you miss that one, a journey of 40 days may take you 40 years. May that not be your portion. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So somebody tonight, you need to trust God to open your heart to hear a sound from Him. As I wrap up, as I wrap up, I need to say this. For anyone under the influence of my voice who has heard God, you know, we hear in seasons. And can I say this? When you are hearing God consistently, you are in seasons of revival personally consistently. Yeah. A person that is hearing his own personal sound will be consistently in revival. Because revival 
You know, you know a good description of revival? What happened in Exodus chapter 3? Where somebody by the name of Moses was doing what was beneath destiny assignment. Just shepherding sheep all over the place in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden, there was a bush that was burning. Exodus 3 from verse 1. The Bible says the bush was burning but was not consumed. And then Moses said, uh, said, let me now go and look. And in verse 4, the Bible says, the moment he went to look, may you look at the right things this season. I said, may you look at the right things this season. The moment he went to look, God said, he's ready. Then God followed him there. And then a, a sound came from heaven. Moses, Moses, take off your sandals. It means forget where you are coming from. Forget where you are being because that's what your sandals represent. The places where you are being. The things that you are familiar with. The things that are holding you down from the fullness of God's call over your life. Somebody you are here listening to me tonight. You need the courage to dare <laughs> you know, I told you my own story. When the person that's supposed to sponsor your destiny says, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not interested, what will you do? Somebody's listening to me here tonight. You believe that God wants you to study abroad. I have a word for you. That dream that you so believe is from God, it will come to pass. All that is required is the courage to turn and look at what God is doing not, and forget about what the devil is doing. When Moses turned and God says, forget where you have been, there's a revival starting in your life. We are reactivating your destiny and you are starting afresh, going back to fulfill destiny. Moses had the burning bush experience. One of my personal prayers is God at every critical juncture where I need another burning bush experience. Help me to deal with distractions. If Moses thought it was a Christmas light, that they, you know, <laughs> if he thought it was just a, what do we call that thing? That one that we light. Eh? Bisco, you know, long. <laughs> if Moses thought it was Bisco, <laughs> that they were burning there, and he just looked at it and just walked away. Do you know what would have happened to him? God waited until Moses turned and walked towards the place and said, Moses, Moses, take off your sandals. The place where you are approaching is holy ground. He said, I have heard the cry of the people. The offshoot of intercession and crying to God is a revival. When we cry out to God, God looks at somebody who has derailed from destiny, who has an assignment, then he sends a sound to them and redirects them. That's what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. As we pray here this week, destinies will be popping up like popcorn. All over the place, in the name of Jesus. Somebody who is on the wrong lane, God is bringing you on the right lane. Somebody whose destiny cannot be fulfilled in the house of Jethro, God will send you to Pharaoh's palace. Lastly tonight, in 1 Samuel 17, David was on a simple errand. Go and deliver bread <laughs> to your brothers. Sandwich with orange juice. Cook. Go and give it to your brothers. They are the useful ones. You are not so useful. So they are the ones serving the nation. You know, there's a place you can be where everybody makes you feel like you are the most useless person around. The useful people are engaging in battle. You just be serving them food. But it was a divine setup. There's a place, see, after you have left a gathering like this, do you know what God does? He makes you to go to certain places where something will press a button in your heart. Where passions that are dormant will come alive again. Somebody will leave this place right now 
you just realize that anytime they, you see a child, anytime a child is crying, it does something to you. And that's how a children's ministry will be battered. Yeah. Because a button has been pushed, activated. Moses got to the valley of Ella. <laughs> see the description of Goliath, I think from verse 4 or so. They describe Goliath, First Samuel 17 from verse 4. All kinds of things. Six foot, seven foot, you know, all that. What was making other people afraid? Pressed a button in the heart of David. What is making, the, what is bringing fear to the heart of other people may be what will activate your own destiny. But it's the courage to do the things that don't look like it because you know you have already been anointed in a place like this and go to the places where God will send you that will cause such divine activation. So I pray for somebody here. What has kept you back from destiny fulfillment, from walking into the fullness of what God has for you? What has brought fear into the heart of other people from this point will start to lead you in the path of destiny. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my God will use you right from here to solve national problems. Somebody here as grace will come upon you this week. What has plagued your industry? What has plagued a generation? My God will lift you as a solution provider. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody listening to me right now. It looks like you are not going to graduate. I have a word for you. It looks like you are not going to graduate. Yeah. You banged too many courses. I mean, you failed too many courses. It looks like you are not fit to be in the university. The Lord said to tell you, there's a divine activation of supernatural intelligence that is coming upon you from this gathering. The last course that you failed will be your last failure. I cannot hear your amen, somebody. I so much believe in my heart that there's all kinds of divine activation that will be happening under this gathering the next two days. Somebody, after now, the vision of God for your life will be so clear. No devil in hell will be able to convince you otherwise. I told you by the time I was in my year two in university, no devil in hell could convince me that I was not called to pastor. Yeah. None, none, none. It was too clear. It was too sharp. Yeah. It was too clear. That's the realm that somebody here is stepping into. Your ears will no longer be blocked. Your vision will no longer be blurry. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Receive capacity for your opportunities. Receive a fresh breath of the Holy Ghost. Whatever may have constituted a brass upon your head, blocking divine signals. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, with the apostolic grace present in this place, I command the heavens over your life be open. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone under the spell of the spirit of heaviness. You want to push forward. You want to do something. But you just lack emotional strength. The Bible says that it gives beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for money. And the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift your two hands everyone. I bind the oppressions of the spirit of heaviness. I command right now, depression leaves in the name of Jesus. I command right now, the garment of praise comes upon you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every passion that is dead, 
that God planted in your heart. For whatever reason, that a passion has been stolen. A passion that came by a destiny signal. Lift your two hands to Jesus right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost 30 seconds. There shall be a divine reactivation. There shall be a divine reactivation. Moses is going back to Egypt. Moses is going back to Egypt. You will not be lost in the wilderness of life. You will not do another man's job. You will not fulfill another man's destiny. Perenda la katakayaga bosha. Eh marando loco suso tokalanga. E corondo logo bosha taya. Manka na kuto to preengele kashataya. I prenelege bosha ta. Manko logo bosha. I kentete kalagarada bosha. Manko logo bosha. Passions are activated. Destinies are released. Destinies are released. Somebody is released from the wilderness experience. You're stepping into the fullness of your calling. In the name of Jesus Christ. Chains are broken. In the name of Jesus. Destruction is broken. Fear is defeated. Your ears are unplugged. Your eyes they see clearly. Father, we bless your name in the precious name of Jesus.